Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. I love Christmas. Anyone else love Christmas? Fantastic. Let's just pray before we get to the Word today. And So God, I just thank you for this opportunity that we have today to gather together. And uh, we know that the, the enemy's tried all he can this year to stop us from gathering, but God, we know that you're on the throne and God, you've got all things under control. And, and God, we just pray as we come to your word now, let it, God, let us go out with, let it go out with power, Father. God, let it not be my words, but your words, Father. Let us encourage one another today just to keep moving forward in what you have for us in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Well, man, this is a crazy year. A bit of a testimony of what's been happening in in Wagga is um, last weekend we had 24 new people in church. And uh, you might go, what's the significance of that? Well, there's only 26 people that live in Wagga. So pretty much everybody was in church last week. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. God's doing something. There's about 70,000 people that live in Wagga. And um, even last week we had 10 people in our services say yes to Jesus as well. And God's just doing something incredible throughout the church. And uh, and it's exciting to be part of that. But we've had a year like no other. And uh, I don't have to tell you, I don't want to sort of preach and say how bad the year's been. You know, it has been a tough year. But I think what we've got to remember is that it may have taken us by surprise, but nothing takes God by surprise. And, uh, and he's got everything under control. And we're just going to keep trusting in him. Because what I've found in life is that when I start to lose my peace, it's because I'm trying to control so the more I surrender, the more peace I can experience. So let's keep remembering, no matter what comes our way, keep trusting, keep surrendering to God because He has so much peace for us. But it's a year where things have shut down. You know, people have lost their jobs. Well, they even closed school for a certain period. And the, the, obviously the students probably liked that, but the parents found that very challenging. And uh, it's just been a crazy year like no other. But... Um, uh, where I live in Wagga, during winter it gets really cold. Like so cold that some days you go to turn the tap on and no water comes out because it's, the pipes have frozen. Then at about 10am you'll turn the tap on and then a slushy comes out, uh, which is pretty cool, but it's, uh, it's that cold. And I'm not a winter person at all. I need to be in the sun. I'm a summer person. So what I like to do just to escape um, the, the, the winter season, I like to book a holiday uh, up north during the middle of winter just to break it up because it's so cold. That's where my wife's from. She's a Queenslander. Let's not talk about Queensland too much um, because um, the state of origin didn't count this year, just so you know as well. It, it, was, it, it didn't count, so we're still winners. But, um, but I, I like to look forward to my break during winter just to break up the, how cold it is in winter. And, uh, and so this year we, we booked it and... And obviously COVID happened and there's all this talk about the uh, borders shutting. And so we're getting like a week or two weeks from our holiday that we've been looking forward to. And um, start, you start seeing on the news that there's rumours of how the, um, the border's going to shut. I'm like, oh, Jesus, let this border just stay open. I've got to escape this winter. The week before we're about to go, the worst news happens. They've shut the border and I can't go on my holiday. Devastated. Look forward to it, but it just didn't turn out the way that I expected. But what we've got to understand when it comes to God is that when God puts things in motion, when God says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. 
And, um, but what happens many times in our life is that there's a waiting period that we find ourselves in that we sort of go, oh, what's going on in this season? But we've got to understand that in the, we- in the waiting season, God is still on the throne. And if God said something, it's going to happen. Amen? So I think what we've got to understand out of this, even though it's been a year of cancellation, we've got to understand that Christmas will never be cancelled. Never has and never will be. You might go, well, how can Christmas won't be cancelled? The message of Jesus cannot be cancelled out. The hope that we find in Jesus will never be cancelled out. Come on, the love that we receive, the forgiveness we received will never be cancelled. And that's what I want to talk for a few moments today about Christmas isn't cancelled. No matter how long the wait may be, no matter what season we're in, there's good news that God offers to us in every season. But in the waiting, we can get confused because it seems like we can always be waiting for something. Even now we're in the Advent calendar, which is the season where we're looking forward to Jesus coming. And, uh, and, and some of us are looking forward to Christmas. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to Christmas. Some of us, we're, we're, we're waiting for a child to be born. For some people, we're, we're waiting for school to start or school to be over. For some people, they're waiting for their career to start. They're waiting for their promotion. For some people, they're, they're, they're waiting for their wedding day. There's a lot of waiting that happens in life. And life sort of can begin to feel like, man, we're just waiting for something. But can I tell you something? And this is the topic I want to speak about today, that in the waiting we can still have a confident hope in God. In the waiting, we can still have a confident hope in God. No matter what season you find yourself in, God has a word for that season and we can take it to the bank. You see, the hope that we have in God, it's not I hope so, it's a I know so. If God said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And come on, church, I'm, I want to build our faith today to, to, to remind you that, come on, the good news is not cancelled out. Jesus is not cancelled. We can have a hope, a confident hope, in our God. You know, um, as I said before, this Christmas season, I, I love this Christmas season. And some people, the tradition is the 1st of December, they set up their decorations. Who's that? That's their tradition, 1st of December. I've created a new tra- uh, tradition, and it's, I set mine up on the 1st of November. And uh, I, I just got to get this thing happening. I can't wait any longer. I think it's uh, one month's too short to have Christmas. It's got to go for two months. So let's start a new tradition. And uh, so, so my, my family love it. This year we've actually all got matching uh, pyjamas as well. Like we've gone way out there. I tell you what, it's... But um, my kids love it as well. They love setting up the decorations. They love what it represents, which it's all about Jesus. And, and, and I think what they like a little bit more is the presents that are under the tree. And, and they put their wish list in. They, they, they've got an expectation of what they want for Christmas. And you just, I just love seeing their expectancy as they keep looking under the tree, waiting for the for the presents to arrive. It's almost like they've got a confident hope knowing that on Christmas Day, there's going to be presents under that tree and they're going to get what they want. It's in the waiting they've got a confident hope knowing that there's a good thing to come. And, uh, and I think we've got to understand that in our life too, that in the waiting, we live with a confidence knowing that God, what God's going to give us will not disappoint. A confident hope. And uh, I want to read a scripture in Isaiah 9 verse 2 and 7. At the end of this service too, we've got some water baptisms as well. So uh, how cool is that? Uh, but Isaiah 9, 2 and 7, let me set a bit of context around this. This is a time of Israel's history where it's, they're in a dark season. They're experiencing opposition and, and attacks from enemies. They're living in a dark time where there's little, little hope that there'll be any relief in the situation. 
And during this, this season, Isaiah, a prophet, a man of God, brings a God word into the situation that I want to read to us today. And it says this, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Amen to that. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before, um, before you as people rejoicing at the harvest or like a warrior dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift their heavy burdens from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. Uh, the boots of the warriors and the uniforms bloodstained by war will be burnt. Uh, they will be fuel for the fire. We all know this part of scripture. For, for a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. Amen for that too. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will what? Never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passion that commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Man, what a great promise, a great word in the midst of a dark situation. Let me just recap what these promises are that were given to them in the midst of this. It was that they would come out of darkness, that they would experience growth, and I believe that this church is going to continue to experience growth. There's going to be joy, there's going to be provision, and there's going to be an end to war. Then it says that Jesus will be born and give the greatest gift, which I believe it's peace, true peace, peace we can have with God and peace within ourselves, and he will reign forever. So isn't it amazing that there's a promise that's given, but for this promise to become a reality in their life, it took hundreds of years. There was a waiting period, but in the waiting period, they endured with hope. They kept hope, expecting that what God said would become a reality in their life. It's in the waiting period we've got to continue to hold on to what God has in store for us. And I know that this year has been crazy. And for some people, it feels like they've been waiting. Things have been put on hold. But let's never waste a waiting season. Know that we can keep holding on with a confident hope, knowing that what God said he will do, he will actually do. He will protect us. He will lead us. And he will always lead us to a place that leads to life and wholeness. Amen. So why can we have a confident hope? I want to speak, give us four things today on why we in the waiting can have a confident hope. And, and for many of us, we already know what I'm going to be talking about, but come, let's keep encouraging ourselves in the Word of God so that we can keep letting His Word refine us into the people who He has called us to be. So why can we have a confident hope in the waiting? The first is this, because our hope is in Jesus alone. Come on, this, this year we've, we've noticed how we can have our hope in things that aren't very stable. We can put our hope in our job, in the government, and all these different things. But, but we're really not promised that everything's going to go well there because what does it say in this, what is it in the Bible that says that in this world we'll have trials, tribulations. But Jesus says in him we'll have peace. And see, we've got to understand that, man, we, we can put our hope in things, but let's make sure we're not putting our hope in counterfeit things, but putting our hope in the real thing, which is Jesus Christ. Why can we have a confident hope in the waiting? Because our hope is in Jesus. We understand that things fail, people fail, but Jesus never will. You see, in Galatians, Paul addresses an issue in Galatians 5 where there was people going around saying, well, 
For, for your salvation, it's Jesus plus. Jesus, you've got to be circumcised as well. You've got to follow the law as well. But I love how he addresses this in Galatians 5.2. And it says, listen, I, Paul, tell you, if you are counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. What's he saying? It's, it's not Jesus plus anything. It's Jesus alone that we can have our hope in. It's Jesus alone that saves us. Galatians 5.6 says this, for when, uh, for when we placed our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. Come on. I mean, it's about when we put our faith in Christ, in Christ alone, it's about allowing him to do a work through our life. It's not about us trying to add things to, to, to our salvation, but realizing that it comes in Christ alone. And I don't know about you, but I thank God that our salvation and our hope is in Jesus alone. Imagine that. Yes, to Jesus. Now go off to sick bay and have a snip. We wouldn't like that in our life. We thank God that our salvation is based purely on Jesus alone. And that was a joke. You can't laugh. It's all right. The second thing why we can have a confident hope is this, is that what God says, it's a promise, not a pep talk. And what God says to us in his word, it's not a pep talk. It's a, it's a, it's a promise. I remember... Years ago, when I when I was a football player and I had to retire because of my my knee injury, and I was like going to be the next amazing football player, and uh, thank you for not laughing because you're taking it serious right now. But the 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 team that that I played for have actually they don't exist anymore because once I left, they just couldn't they couldn't win any games. That, that's that's how good uh, I was. And, uh, and and you know what the good thing is on a bit of a side note is that my my son Toby has finally seen the light. Uh, he might go. Yeah, well, he's been playing soccer for many years, and uh, I'm not a soccer person. I'm a contact sport person. And it was really tough for me to, to watch soccer. And uh, this year, he's, he's switched over to NRL, and I'm just thanking God. It's much better, much better than that, that soccer uh, stuff. If you play soccer, that's okay. It's um, it's a bit of a girl sport, but NRL is much better. <laughs> I love all sport as long as it's contact. <laughs> And so I remember one year I was playing, playing football, and, and we, were getting, we, we were a good team. We won many games. But there was this certain game that we were getting absolutely flogged. And there was like five minutes to go, and we are losing by about 20 or 30. And, and, the, and the coach, um, you know, pulled us aside after one of the tries and was saying, you know what, we can win this game. You know, we can, there was no hope of winning it. But he was like, you can win this game. You can get through. We're, we're, we're going to win the second half. You see, what he was doing is he was giving us a pep talk so that he wouldn't give up just to get through. You see, God's word isn't a pep talk just to get us through. God's word is a promise that we can hold on to. And if he said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Even if it's in the 12th hour, we can still hold on and know that God will come through. Just like Paul and Silas when they were worshipping in that prison and suddenly there was a release. So we've got to understand that God's word, we have a confident hope because God's word, it's a promise, not a pep talk. Never get it confused. The Word of God isn't just there just to inspire you. It's there to transform you and give you hope. The third thing I want to talk about, why can we have a confident hope? Why is Christmas not cancelled? Is this. He doesn't give us what we want, but He'll always give us what we need. Yeah. 
We can have a confident hope because God doesn't always give us necessarily what we want, but he'll always give us what we need. It's like at Christmas time when you're, when you're expecting that, the, the new flash gadget or the next new gaming console, whatever it may be, and you're expecting that and, and then suddenly you go and open your present and what is it? It's socks and undies. It may not be what you wanted, but it's probably what you needed to get you through the year. The, uh, the, those holes and those undies being stretched out, they need to be renewed to give you the support you need to get through the life. This, this is the year. <laughs> so God doesn't always give you what you want, but he'll always give you what you need. And what do we need? We need more of his grace. We need more of his power flowing through our life. We need more love. We need more peace, more of his forgiveness, more hope. Come, you've got to understand that. Maybe things might turn, not turn out the way that you want, but come on, God always gives us what we need to handle what comes our way. Grace, love, peace, hope, joy in the Holy Ghost. All of it's available to us, and he gives it to us freely as we ask him. Come on. The God that we serve, he's a good God, isn't he? Powerful God. And and leads me to, my, to our last point here. And, and this last point, it's, it's, it's this. We can have a confident hope in God because God's timing is always perfect. And, and we can debate that. And in my life, I'm like, oh, man, that's hard to say because things, I wish God did things a bit quicker sometimes. But we've got to have a confident hope knowing that God's timing is perfect. He knows what he's doing. Thank God that he holds our world in his hands. Nobody else. But we've got to trust that God's timing is perfect. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, So let us not get tired of doing what is good. What is it? At, the, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Come on, we keep doing the right thing at the right time. God brings into our life what we need. Now, I'm reminded of a story when I was a kid when PlayStations first come out. It went from the the old Atari to a PlayStation. It was like the new cool thing. And I remember as a kid, my parents asked me, what did I want for Christmas? And I said, man, I wanted the new PlayStation. I wanted to play the, the, the original Tony Hawk game, the NBA Jam. I was like, I, I wanted that thing. And so I told them what I wanted. And they were like, oh, that's pretty expensive. I just don't, we don't know if we can afford that, but, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And so I remember as a kid having an expectation, I was going to get a PlayStation. And so I would look underneath that tree, keep waiting for the right shaped box to be underneath there. And, and I remember when Christmas morning happened and all the family was around the tree and, and we're opening up our presents and it came to me to receive my last gift and hoping it was going to be a PlayStation. And I, I opened it up and it wasn't a PlayStation. And I was like, ah, oh, man, well, I'm happy for what I got and and uh, got to be thankful and, and all those types of things. And and so we're sitting under the tree, we're talking, and I'm a little bit discouraged. I didn't get what I wanted and playing with our, our toys. And then, and then my dad goes, hey, just hang on a second. Just hang on a second, I'm going to get something. He goes off to his room and he comes out with a TV and a PlayStation for our family to share. I was like, I received that with joy. But you know what, what it reminds me of what we're talking about is that it didn't come from where I thought it was going to come. And it didn't come at the time I thought it came, but it came from a different space and even though the timing wasn't the same, I still received it with great joy. And we've got to understand that, man, sure, we don't get what we want the way that we want in the time that we want at times, but understand that God's working behind the scenes. He's going to bring something that you need out of a space that you didn't expect in the perfect timing that's going to be a blessing to you. But what I find amazing is that 
he said it wasn't just for me, it was for us to share. And, uh, and I think we've got to understand when it comes to hope, hope isn't just for us. Hope is something that we share with those people around us. And we've got a confident hope in God, knowing that yeah, He's going to bless us and He's going to look after us and, and take care of us. But come on, let's share that hope with those around us so they can experience the love and grace that God has to offer them as well. Let's be hope sharers. Let's not be hope hogs and say, well, no one else can have this. No, let's, be, let's freely give. We're freely receiving. Let's freely give hope and love and grace and forgiveness to those people around us because I believe as we do that, God can use those situations to see His kingdom truly established here on earth as it is in heaven. So Christmas isn't cancelled. There's still good news. In the waiting, we can have a confident hope because Jesus, our hope is in Jesus alone. Amen. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.